Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. It's crazy, man. Today is my, uh, I didn't even know this till last week. Today's my two-year anniversary on uh, El Radio, the radio. That's, just, that's so bananas, man. I, I can't even imagine two, year, two years past. You know, when you get older, does time just like zip by? Think about it. Remember when you were a kid? Remember third grade to fifth grade? Felt like 72 light years, didn't it? Tell me it didn't. Third grade, oh my gosh, that was like 22 years. Actually, it was two. Then when you get older, two years pops by. You're like, what the hell just happened? That felt like I just signed on the radio the other day. So that's crazy. So before we even get started, I just want to say I've loved my last two years, but it is a bittersweet moment in the technical sense. The bitterness, I just gave you the sweet part, is obviously that we lost Rush. I don't like hearing me on the radio in that spot. I don't. I wish we had Rush back. I'm not a Rush Limbaugh. I never will be. But uh, I'm doing my best to be, like I always tell you, the best uh, Dan Bongino I can be to uh, not tarnish the legend's legacy. So um, two years. So if you want to listen to the show after this show, uh, be interesting over there. And I'm glad a lot of you liked my interview with Tim Poole and Megan Kelly. I'm seeing some people in the chat upset. I spoke with Megan Kelly. Hey, I appreciate your opinion. You're here in the chat. Love you for being here. Um, but folks, listen, I got to appear on shows, not just with people who think like us. That's how we recruit new people into our chat. So I, I, you need to understand, like, that's why Tim Poole, who is a former lefty and, and Megan Kelly, who it says she's uh, to the right. I don't know, but as a journalist first, you got to go on these different shows. That's how we get people out there. That's um, my last interview for a bit though. I'm going to wrap that up for a little while. You'll see me here from now on. So a lot to talk about was off yesterday. We got DeSantis in the race, Target blowing it yet again, which is amazing. Uh, we got violence in the streets. Of a pro <laughs> the left just can't stop it. And more proof that this is an Obama scandal. What we're talking about with this Durham report. Hat tip audience archivist Judy for reminding me about my own content. Today's show brought to you by Birch. Gold, B-I-R-C-H. Central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar because of inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. That's bad news for the dollar, bad news for your savings. The fact remains there's one asset that's withstood famine, wars, economic upheaval, dating back to biblical times, and it's gold. People I buy gold from are Birch Gold Group. Done it multiple times. You can own gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Dan to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Think about it. When the banks faltered, the stock market faltered, gold surged. Protect your savings with gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, me included. Text Dan to 989898. Get your free information kit on gold. Again, text Dan to 989898. Past performance, not a guarantee. Future results. Message and data rates apply. All right, Joseph, good to be back with you today. Yep. Let's go, Daddy. Silence oh. is not golden here. No, not at absolutely all. not. I like how you tied that in with the birch golden. Very clever. Thank you, sir. No, it's tin here. Thanks, buddy. So uh, DeSantis jumps in the race. I'm going to get to the ramifications of that in a minute. We're not going to go over that. You've already heard a thousand times how I think primaries are good things. We don't need to repeat that. But I think there are two uh, really kick-ass takeaways from that. Before we get started, folks, the Durham report, the Hillary Clinton email scandal, the Trump collusion thing that broke wide open with this Durham report, right? I can't emphasize to you in strong enough Dan Bongino words 
that this is not even a scandal about Trump or Hillary. It is a scandal about Obama. The collusion thing? How? What do you mean? I said to you the other day that what the whole collusion thing hatched because Hillary Clinton needed a distraction from her own email scandal. So she said, let's just make up Trump collude with the Russians. Get it? Got it? Good. You know, I said that the other day. Here's the problem. The administration, the Obama administration, needed a distraction because who was Hillary emailing classified information to? Obama! Who was the president? Who can't say I didn't know better because she was emailing him from her personal email to his BlackBerry that had to be whitelisted for her email. Somebody said, hey, let this personal email through. Personal? Isn't she supposed to have a State Department email? Oh, WTF. Obama knew it's an Obama scandal. The whole collusion thing is a distraction from Obama. Audience archivist Judy, who's great, reminded me of my own show I did on this and an article from 2017. Please, please, please. I am begging you. Read this article. It's in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter. It's from 2017. It's by Andy McCarthy, who... Love him or hate him. Andy's a friend of mine, has some different views on Trump and stuff, but I don't I don't toss my friends for political views out as long as they're good people, right? Andy wrote a great piece that nails this whole thing. It wasn't Comey's decision to exonerate Hillary as the title. It was Obama's. He talks about exactly this scandal, and I promise you it's the most important article you've probably never read because it's all about Obama. They are protecting Obama with this collusion thing, with the Hillary email scandal. All of this stuff is about protecting Obama. Why? There's a couple reasons. They're protecting him for two reasons. Number one, the history books. You need to understand Obama's their Reagan. Obama, the, the second most destructive president in the history of the United States. Second, behind Biden. Biden's, Biden's far worse. You can argue with me all you want in the chat. Love to hear you. Biden is far worse. Biden's dumber. Obama was smart enough to sit back and move surgically, not Biden. Biden just shoots buckshot at everything in sight, likely (laughs) destroying everything around without even aiming. Okay, at least Obama aimed. He was more of a rifled slug guy. Not not Biden. Biden's too stupid to do that. Okay, they need to protect the reputation of Obama and they cannot point out that he was, I would argue, probably the most, even more so than Biden, corrupt president in the history of the United States. He actually used the, the the mechanics of the federal government to spy on his political opponent. I've never seen anything like it. They can't let that get out. That's why this story must go away. And second, they need to protect Michelle Obama if she decides to ever run for president. That's why they are so keen on making this go away. Here's the proof for you. This whole thing was about Obama the whole time. He was getting emails from Hillary. Andy McCarthy writes in his piece that the decision to exonerate Hillary came from Obama. He gave a speech in April, months before April, Joe, before July, April, July, April. Yeah, yeah. April before. Okay, thank you, fellas. Any doubt? Okay, April's before July, right? Comey gives the speech. Jim Comey, the FBI director. Remember he gives the whole speech about Hillary? You guys remember this? And then he says at the end, and we're going to leave her alone because no prosecutor would prosecute this. And everybody was like, what just happened, right? Where did Comey get the idea to exonerate Hillary saying, oh, well, she didn't do it on purpose and we're not sure it was any national security issue. The answer is Comey got it from Obama. Look at the speech he gave. 
He said Hillary had shown carelessness with her private emails, but insisted, Obama did, that Hillary had not intended to endanger national security. Which, ladies and gentlemen, as Andy McCarthy, who's a lawyer, accurately notes, it doesn't matter if you intended to endanger national security. All that matters is you traffic classified information. President Obama acknowledged that classified information had been transmitted via Secretary Clinton's server, but suggested that in the greater scheme of things, its importance had been vastly overstated. Now, here's where it gets. You got Obama. You got Obama on the record? Yeah, but. Here's just July 5th. Again, July after April. Joe just confirmed it. Here's Comey's speech where he uses the exact same talking points as Obama. Hillary Clinton had been extremely careless with her private email server, but Comey insisted she had not intended to endanger national security. Again, totally not relevant. And the exact same freaking talking point as one Barack Obama. The director acknowledged the classified info had been transmitted by the, by the server, but suggested in the greater scheme of things, it was a small percentage of the emails involved. The exact same talking point Obama put out there. Obama's protecting himself using the FBI director because why? Because as Andy McCarthy notes, ding, 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 ding. As we all know, and Obama knew at the time, the president himself himself, himself had communicated with Hillary Clinton over her non-secure private communication server using an alias. Oh, haven't heard about that in the media, have you? Looky here, looky here. So interesting. The Obama administration, he notes, refused to disclose these several email exchanges because they undoubtedly involve classified conversations between the president and secretary of state. Holy shit, that sounds really bad. It wouldn't have been possible to prosecute Hillary Clinton for mishandling classified info without it being clear that President Obama had engaged in the exact same conduct. The Obama administration. Wait, wait, that's there's a media. Oh, that's what we're hearing from the media on this. That's right. That's right. Crickets. Crickets. The administration was never, ever going to allow that to happen. You're damn right. They were. Does it make all make sense to you now? Folks, I always bring the receipts. Uh, really, thank you to, our, to Judy for that. That's a show we did. And I, she had the number. She sent me an email with the number. Um, forgive me, I don't remember off the top of my head what number episode that was. We already pointed this out. Now that the Durham report is out, saying exactly that, that listen, they never had any evidence to start this investigation against Trump for collusion. It was clearly a distraction from Hillary Clinton's email. I want you to never say that again. It was a distraction from Obama's email scandal. Hillary was just an adjunct. They're protecting Obama. They don't care about Hillary. All right, moving on. Just want to get that out there first. It's a lot to talk about today. Folks, the FBI, of course, was a central player in this. Jim Comey, I mean, echoing exactly Obama's talking points. Here's a platter, Jim. It's silver. Here are your talking points. Great. Matter of fact, I got 13 silver platters for you. Judas, here you go, buddy. Sell out the country. Gives the same speech. Now we find out the other day, something else I told. I'm sorry. I don't want you to say because it sounds dorky. Hey, look at me. I told you. I don't really care. I just don't want you to think you're wasting your time here. I'm very sorry. I promise you, I'm not like trying to brag about anything because a lot of other smart people did the same thing. Knew this story. But I warned you back then, too, when I broke this Spygate story wide open. Wrote three books on this mofo. I told you that the FBI was abusing 
the warrantless search system where they can go in and spy on metadata. Now look, ding, ding, ding. A year later, after a report came out, we're just finding out about this now. This report came out a year ago. I need you to understand that. You can read this article in my newsletter today as well. The FBI broke the law with over 278,000 illegal searches on Americans. Wait, is that 278? No, no, 278,000. Section 702 of the FISA Act database, which allows them to target suspects for foreign intelligence purposes. Turns out they were targeting suspects of the January 6th riot, according to Reclaim the Net, the George Floyd protesters, victims of crimes, and donors to a congressional candidate, according to a recently unsealed court document that's a year old. So again, to members of Congress and others, with due respect, why are we not having this conversation about disbanding the FBI as we now know it? It is clearly, at least at the top, I don't know how far down it filters, because we have had some good people come forward. It has clearly been targeting Americans and the Constitution and has no allegiance whatsoever to their real mission. Abolish it right now. Start over. Send the ones that are doing their job to other entities, period. All right. A lot to get through today. Today's a big day, folks. Uh, Ron DeSantis jumping in the race. Uh, I don't know who else is going to get in. There are rumors out there. Uh, Pence is going to get in. There's another rumor out there that Glenn Youngkin from Virginia is going to get in. I'm not sure the veracity of that one, the governor of Virginia. He's already kind of indicated the opposite, that at least not at this time. And the field is getting crowded. We've already discussed the benefits of primaries. No need to relitigate that. I think this is a great thing. However, there's a real benefit to Donald Trump with an expanded field, again, which we discussed the other day. The more people that jump in, the better it is for Donald Trump, because I'm I, I, I'm absolutely sure of it. Relaxium, ladies, I'm telling you, I'm telling you his 40 percent of the Republican primary isn't going anywhere. It's just not. So you, it's by simple math, if, if the rest of them are forced to fight over the other 60 percent, that's good for Donald Trump. That's why, by the way, I don't know if you guys caught this. And I want to say I have no I don't have inside info on this. I want to be crystal clear. If I did, I wouldn't talk about it. Because if someone shares something with me in confidence, I don't like to winky-winky nod-nod about it. You get what I'm saying? I try to be cutesy time. But I don't know if you guys picked up about this, the 2024 thing, picked up on this uh, with the primary. Tim Scott jumped in the other day, a Republican senator from South Carolina. He raised a good chunk of money his first day, too. A lot of people like Tim Scott. I'm not sure, again, how conservative Tim Scott is, but we'll see. Some of the stuff on the judges was really um, bizarre. But having said that, did you notice the reaction by Donald Trump to Tim Scott? Did you guys catch it? Joe, did you see it? No, Trump no. was like, hey, man, welcome to the race. This guy's great. And like no traditional like Trump Pirates of the Caribbean swashbuckling thing. Ah. I, that says something to me. That said, Tim Scott, by the way, who's spoken positively in the past about being vice president too. Go look it up. Where he said, oh, it's a great mouthpiece spy. You can go out and message and stuff like that. I'm taking a stab at it. Again, I on my life, I have no inside baseball on this at all other than me speculating, but knowing a decent bit about both campaigns. That's what I think he's looking for, man. I yes. Think, I do. He's, I really do. Tim Scott's running to be vice president. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of it. He's running to be vice president. Trump doesn't let anybody in the race without destroying it. He just doesn't. You know, he's, he's just not that kind of guy. He is the apex predator and he's the lion king. So I, I don't know if you guys caught that, but I certainly did. 
And there's only one thing. There's only one thing that the media hates more than Donald Trump. You guys have any stabs at it? What it is? There's only one thing. Like they hate something more than Donald Trump. You? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, me. Well, no, maybe, no, not even me, but good guess. Close. It's close, but not, not even me. Um, I'm probably like three or four on their list. It's probably yeah, like there. Trump, Tucker, you know, and then maybe three or four. I don't know who'd be next. I don't want to insult anybody. Uh, but, <laughs> but good guess. No, they hate black Republicans. There is nothing they hate more than black Republicans. So this is savvy because Trump is probably thinking to himself, if we bring in, and I'm going to show you, a geek, you have that video from Green Jump here. I know I'm a little out of order, but it's important. I'll show you what I mean in a second. There's nothing the media hates more than minorities and especially minority Republicans. They hate minorities. Oh yeah, absolutely. They love to keep minorities in crappy schools. They want to defund the police, get them killed in crimes in the street. They, they hate minorities. They can't stand them, right? So Trump may be thinking, and this is pretty savvy, he may be thinking, Joe, well, if the media hates minorities and especially minority Republicans more than me, and I bring Tim Scott on the ticket, they'll have to spread the nonsense around. And it's a freaking brilliant idea. Yeah. Good job. So I think he's running for VP. But here's some proof. Throw that video up. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's asked about the absolutely ridiculous, obscene assertion by the now completely failed and, and, and irrelevant NAACP anymore. They put out a travel warning, a travel warning to go to Florida. They don't travel to Florida. They don't like black people in Florida, which is the single dumbest thing I've seen in a really long time. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre trying to defend it. They're not allowed to teach black history. Actually, it's obligated by law, by Florida law to teach black history. It's actually, it's actually written in, in the law. Here, take a look. I'm not going to uh, to comment on travel advisories specifically, but I'll say this more broadly and where we have been as administration, as a White House, we've been outspoken uh, about the impact of misguided policies advanced by uh, Florida uh, uh, lawmakers, Republicans and in Florida have uh, attacked diversity. They've uh, attacked inclusion efforts. Uh, they've limited the teaching of black history and they've uh, launched attacks on the LGBT youth, immigrants, educators, and women's reproductive freedom. That's what you have seen uh, from uh, lawmakers in Florida. So I will let NAACP I'll let uh, LULAC speak to their specific uh, uh, specifics of their travel advisories. But this administration is going to, as we have for the past two years, continue uh, to speak out against discriminatory uh, policies uh, pushed by state state leaders across the country. And we've seen them across the country uh, by uh, by Republicans, uh, extreme Republicans, putting forth uh, these these um, these policies, these legislation uh, that hurt Americans, that take away their freedom. And so. Again, we're going to continue to be outspoken. That's what we believe uh, it is our duty uh, to do here. That's what the president believes. Uh, and uh, we're going to uh, continue to call this out. Okay. Again, the single dumbest press secretary in the history of the United States. She's just making that whole thing up. That's absolutely absurd. Educational opportunities down here in Florida are better than they are in most liberal states for minorities. Business opportunities. It, it, the data, you can look it up yourself, folks. Uh, she's hoping you don't because she talks to you like you're an idiot. But it's just more proof that they really, really hate black Americans more than anything. The left, they can't stand. Them. That's why I think Tim Scott's running for VP. But getting back to DeSantis. So DeSantis is going to announce six o'clock tonight in a Twitter space, which I'm not sure how that's going to go. Could be a good idea. Could be a bad idea. We'll see how it turns out tomorrow. But a couple of quick takeaways on this. You know, how's the media going to frame this? Now, I'm already seeing it. See, when I... When I want to see how the media is going to talk about something, 
I go to Politico Playbook, right? Politico Playbook is like the Bible of the left in the morning. And the way they're trying to frame the DeSantis deficit with Trump, he's down about 30 plus points in the polls because they can't just say Trump. Does this make sense? They can't just say, oh, people like Trump. He's a good candidate. They can't say that. They can't say, hey, Trump. So, the, But they hate DeSantis too, but just not as much as Trump. You got it? So they have to frame it. What do you mean frame it? Just tell the truth. DeSantis trailing Trump. People like Trump. They can't do that. Come on, bro. So I'm noticing how they're going to frame this thing is the most important question. They're going to frame it this way. They're going to say DeSantis is unpopular because of the conservative stuff he did in Florida. The abortion bill, the education bill in Florida. That's absolutely not true. That's not true. You see how they get they get to two birds, they kill two birds with one stone there? They get to kind of crap on Trump. Oh, he's not popular because people like him. It's just DeSantis is unpopular because of conservatism. You get it? Yeah, yeah. And, and the second takeaway from this, the second takeaway, which I'll expand on in a second a little bit more, I just got to take a quick break here, is will he take on Trump directly? No one else is willing to do that because he's the Lion King and it usually ends them. We'll see what happens with that. Folks, uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, this is my go-to. This is Field of Greens. This is Wild Berry. You need your fruits and vegetables. You need those crunchy bell peppers. You need apples. You need cherries. You need broccoli. You need all this healthy stuff. You're like, I can't eat all that in any given day. Who has time to prepare it all? Okay, well, go to Field of Greens. It's got an unbelievable variety of specific fruits and vegetables you're not going to find in any other product. They're organic, whole organic fruits and vegetables ground up into a great tasting powder. This is Wild Berry, my favorite. Ghee likes lemon lime. Proper nutrition can do so much for your life. Sometimes I don't get to eat as healthy as I should. I'm on the road. So I just take Field of Greens with me. Had it with me up in Maryland. You take two scoops, put in water, shake it up a little bit. Drink it, and I, I look and feel better. Uh, next time you go in for a checkup, I bet your doctor says, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. I swear by this stuff, folks. People ask me all the time, you're 48. You don't look too bad for a guy who went through all you went through. I attribute a lot of that to Field of Greens. Pick up yours today. Don't wait. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan, and we'll get you started with 15% off your first order. 15% off. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Folks, I, you know, I very, very rarely do I have a personal attachment to a company, but these guys are the real deal. They've been with me for a long time. We've turned down a lot of other opportunities. Stick with them because I really believe in this stuff. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Clean up that diet today with some good fruits and vegetables. All right, back to the show. So will he take on Trump directly? I think that's the big question uh, about the DeSantis campaign, which we'll find out tonight at 6. Everyone, and I mean everyone who's taken on Trump directly, is lost. The media, Ted Cruz, Rubio, Jeb Bush, the litany of people who have tried to hit him head on um, have just suffered greatly. The thing is, Trump is a New York Queens kid. I'm from Queens. They are particularly vicious Queens kids. Why? Uh, because as I've explained multiple times, if you grew up in Queens, New York, you were never considered as tough as the Brooklyn kids or the Bronx kids. And you were never considered elite and wealthy like the Manhattan kids. They both had status. One had street status. One had wealth status, cachet, right? The Queens kids had neither. It was a middle-class suburb. So everybody always messes with the Queens kids. I always found, candidly, the Queens kids to be the toughest kids. I don't say that because I'm from there. I say that because I got beaten up by a lot of Queens kids growing up who were no joke. This kid Garrett, man, used to hang out in a bagel store. This was one badass mofo, man. You mess with this guy, you'd find yourself on the wrong side of a bike chain. 
Is he in the book? In the new book? <laughs> yeah, I do mention that part of the book. Yeah, this is the new book is killer. I just finished reading it. It's awesome. But this is, he liked it too. But this is the thing. The Queen's kids are hard rocks, man. They're just badasses. So now Trump, who had a little bit of a, a, a you know, a toe into the kind of elite world because his dad had some money, but he still had that Queen's edge to him. That's where he gets this apex predator Lion King stuff. And if DeSantis and him go at it, we're going to learn a lot about both of them. Because I don't know if the Trump people are going to really, it, it, it's not that Trump voters like Trump. It's that they love Trump. So we'll see what he does. Everybody's tried to play this delicate balancing act. Nikki Haley and others, you know, included. Oh, Trump is great. But I think DeSantis may be the first one to just go right for it and try to take him out at the jugular. So we'll see what happens there. We'll know as of six o'clock today. And uh, one thing, this Kenneth Moynihan put out an interesting tweet thread, made its way around a little bit. Talking about why DeSantis isn't doing a traditional presser. He said, Glenn Youngkin, the uh, governor of Virginia, did one presser when he announced. And he said the whole, the whole Q&A was about Donald Trump. So he said that Youngkin told people up in Congress, we never did another press conference after that. And we didn't need it. We won anyway. So this may explain a lot. You can see the tweet there up on the screen. This may explain a lot of why DeSantis is going to limit these general pressers. We'll see going forward. All right. So, folks, the libs moving on to the culture wars here. The libs are tactical, man. These people, they know what they're doing. Do not, the biggest mistake you'll ever make in your life is, is underestimating the power and the political tactical ability of your opponent. I'm telling you, the liberals are smart. They know what they're doing. They're not moral. They're immoral. A lot of the crap they do is straight up evil, especially the radical far left, straight up evil. But they're not dumb. They understood a long time ago that if you own the education system, you own everything. You can't have communism without the kids. Say it with me, folks. You can't have communism without the kids. You got the kids, you got communism. It's the only way. It's the only way. They have engaged in a multi-decade. And if you listen to Yuri Bezmenov, the KGB agent, if you listen to some of his videos, he talks about how overseas leftists have looked to corrupt the United States this way through the education system. They have engaged in a multi-decade tactical fight to hijack the education system and turn it into a set of re-education camps. That's what they've become for the left, from K through 12 through universities. That's why that crazy Democrat governor of North Carolina, did you see this story? This crazy wackadoodle, he declared a state of emergency because they're about to pass a school choice law. Why? Why? Because he really believes school choice is going to cause like a nuclear war or something? Hell to the, no, no, because they, the libs, the commies can't give up the kids. Give up the kids. You don't have communism. Say it with me. You can't have communism without the kids. David Sachs was doing a podcast the other day. David Sachs, an entrepreneur and investor. He'll be moderating that panel tonight when Ron DeSantis announces at six o'clock on Twitter. But Sachs gave an interesting perspective on this. This is really good stuff. About a minute, not too long. But he talks about how these universities have been, told, have been turned over decades, over decades, into re-education camps, into turn these people into commies, and now they've filtered all out into corporate boards. And that's how wokeism appeared to appear out of nowhere. Take a listen. The thing about this woke phenomenon is that it spans across 
corporate America, you have so-called woke capitalism, you've got, you know, ESG the, the with boards of directors and all these uh, global the, uh, nonprofits, the NGOs, you've got the think tank world, you've got the media, um, you've got Hollywood. It's a, um, it's, it's a phenomenon that spans across virtually every major institution in our society. And so the question is, some, how does something like that happen? Um, and I think it can only happen as a result of a shift in attitudes of an entire class of people, which in this case is the, the professional class, the class of people who have college degrees. And the polling data really bears this out. If you look at uh, polling data on virtually any uh, socio-cultural issue, um, the biggest divide in the country, it's not over, you know, between race or gender, it's it's actually on the single variable of whether you have a college degree or not. Bingo! Ding, 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 ding. Folks, the political divide is not Democrats or Republicans. I shouldn't say it. The, the substantial political divide, the chasm in this country. It's not libertarians versus conservatives versus Republicans versus Democrat. It's not black versus white, Hispanic versus white, immigrant versus not immigrant. That's not what it is. It's people who've been subjected to the re-education camps, these, these, the, what, have, what these universities and K-12 schools have become, and people who haven't. When you have people who, and I'm not suggesting you shouldn't go to college, or some, some should, some shouldn't. That's a personal decision you all need to make, but pick your college carefully. Pick it carefully. I've been very careful with my kids. I do my best. I can't make their decisions for them. I'm simply suggesting to you, once you go there and don't get out in the real world and work, the chances of you coming out, and as a longer form interview there with Sachs, where he goes into the numbers, the chances of you getting out untouched by liberal ideology are almost zero. Almost zero. So again, one of the common critiques of the show, which I take to heart because you're correct sometimes, is Dan, you bring up a lot of problems and I'm glad you do it, but what are some solutions? So I got a couple quick things for you you can do right here uh, to fix this thing. Let me get to my next sponsor first. I'll talk about that. And I got a, a shocking poll. Shows you just how good these indoctrination factories are. That making Americans believe things that are absolutely not true. That if you just did a modicum of research would prove otherwise. Blackout coffee. I need a little. Had two cups this morning. They put that little hole in the bag so you can smell the coffee. It smells delicious. You tired of these woke companies? We are just talking about these garbage, pale, crap, terrible, awful companies that hate America. Good. You should be. Go with a coffee option that aligns with our conservative values and that are pr they're proud of it. They don't hide it. They don't gloss over it. Blackout coffee. I'm proud to personally recommend them. Drink it. Drink it all the time. Love it. It's a coffee company 100% committed to our conservative values. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support or shipping, Blackout coffee is an amazing work ethic. They're dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They accept no compromise on taste or quality. The coffee is delicious because it tastes like real coffee. That robust, strong coffee favor I love. Just do me a favor. Check it out. It's all I ask. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee remains and will remain true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. This coffee's fantastic. You're going to love it. Or use coupon code Bongino. For 20% off your first order, blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. All right. So back to Sachs's point, that college, man, you're in trouble with your kids. You send them to college. I got to stay on top of mine all the time. It's my biggest fear. 
Here's a couple quick things you can do. You donate to a college. Some of you may, some of you may not. My suggestion is you staple a dollar bill to a letter. And in that letter, you say, this is the last dollar bill you're ever going to get to me uh, from me until you diversify your humanities departments. I want conservatives in the journalism schools. I want conservatives in the economics schools. I want conservatives in the sociology schools. Until you do that, those humanities departments are where the most amount, the largest uh, uh, conglomeration of liberals are in these university campuses. Staple a dollar bill. Last dollar you're getting. Last one. You want any more money from me? Let's talk Turkey. I want to see ideological diversity in those schools. I've given this idea to probably 10, 20,000 people that I talk to over the radio and elsewhere. Don't give them another dollar until they do that. And second, folks, listen, a lot of the money out there is nothing to do with college anymore. Your kids should really be looking into some trade schools and certifications. You can go get project management certified. You can get a bunch of computer certifications that I'm going to be straight with you, man, are far more valuable than a lot of college degrees, basket weaving and some of this other crap. Listen, I've got a degree in psychology. I'm telling you, the joke in the psychology uh, a bachelor's degree I had was that when you didn't get a job, you could explain to your parents why. If you're going to be a psychologist, get a psychology degree. If not, it's you're basically wasting your time. Trade schools and certifications, man, that's where it's at. That is 100% where it's at. You can go get yourself a damn good job out there. Certified as a radiologist, computer tech, HVAC. There are a lot of great jobs out there. But they're doing a good job, man. These universities and the media people are going to doing a good job at doing really bad stuff. They've got large swaths of America believing crazy shit that's not real. That's just not real. They don't, it's not real. This is the craziest thing I've seen. This is in the Wall Street Journal. They're talking about a USC survey that was done. Now, you all know what CRT is because you're smart. You're conservative. You actually know what you're talking about, unlike some of these other idiots on the left. Critical race theory is bedrocked in the idea that you need to be a racist against people depending on the melanin content of your skin. That's just a fact. If that person has less melanin in their skin than you, and you call them white or white adjacent, then that person is a bad person who, because they hate you. It's based completely on skin color. It's the most racist idea out there. It is the exact opposite of being colorblind. This is how great they are at gaslighting. Getting people to believe things that are factually inaccurate. That are total bull, man. So this USC survey, this shocked me. Most Americans, they know, know little about the tenets of CRT. The largest source of public confusion is the mistaken belief that CRT embraces the principle of colorblindness. Colorblindness. Nine out of 10 Americans, nine out of 10 folks, not five, not two. That's 90%. The liberals are like, oh, what? 90% of Americans told the USC survey team, uh, this is hilarious, that they favor treating all Americans equally without regard to race. Okay, good. That's good. I'm, I'm with that. You down with that, Joe? Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. He says, sounds good. Justin, Justin's like totally down. Yeah. Yet 84% also mistakenly said that CRT proponents embrace the same colorblind ethos. Wow. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I just, I just, but this is like one of the first articles that pops up here. So, so just to be clear, we're saying nine out of 10 Americans, thankfully, like people should be treated the same regardless of race. Yes. Yes. 
Two thumbs up. Look at what we have created. That's an awesome idea. The problem is that's not what CRT says. It literally says if you are white, that you are racist, whether you think so or not, and denying it makes you more racist, which is a racist idea because you're being treated different because you're white. Here, this popped up. Psychology Today, speaking of psychology degrees, one of the first articles, colorblind ideology is a form of racism. (laughs) All All you had to do was look it up. All you had to do was look it up yourself, libs, but because you're not really smart and you don't know how to do actual research, you actually believe that. Oh, we love CRT. It teaches people to respect everyone regardless of skin color. It actually teaches the opposite. You can go to the box, you know, the phone, the box thing. It looks like a phone. You can actually punch that in there. The CRT teach colorblind. No, no, it teaches that that's racist. Oh, oh, that's weird. You know what? He brings up a good point. We should get that video. Try to pull that up. He brings up a good point, Joe. How, why would we expect the American people to know what CRT is, especially liberals, when CRT proponents don't even know what it is. Remember the, no, remember yeah. the Ibram, Ibram, remember the Ibram, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Ibram Kendi video? Uh, sir, what's, he's a big proponent of CRT garbage, right? What's racism? It's racist racist, racist stuff. Whenever you're using the word you're trying to define in the definition, it means you don't know what the, you're talking about. You got it? Oh, here, go here, play this. This is good stuff. Check this out. You talked about the importance of defining racism, but I, but I, unless I missed it, which is possible, I didn't, I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there, is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. <laughs> sure. A, a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. <laughs> Justin brings up a great point. The best part of the video, Joe, is not the dumb, the dumb definition that is the word in the definition. Now, what's a pen? It's a pen-like pen object that works like a pen. And look, yeah, what's the freaking pen, bro? You just said the same thing twice. The best part is that they laugh at him because he's so dumb. (laughs) And then what does he do? He gives the exact same definition again. Like he doesn't realize, no, we're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you, dude. We're laughing at you. So that's a great point. Right. Yeah, this guy wrote the book. Bedrocked in CRT. This guy wrote the book. This is hilariously stupid. And we're expecting everyone else to know what it is. That's a good one. All right. I got a video coming up after this last break. I've always appreciate your patience here. Folks, you have power too. I'm going to make the case to you that the Bud Light, the Disney fight with DeSantis changed the culture war. The Bud Light fight with all of us, I think is a, another critical, almost even bigger inflection point and I think companies out there are now freaking out to not be Bud Light Part 2, the sequel. I'm going to show you something going on at Target right now. This lady went into Target and got some really disturbing stuff on video, and Target is now freaking out. Got that. Got a lot more show left with you. Always appreciate your patience. GenuCell's upgraded the most popular package to feature their top-selling deep-firming vitamin C serum plus ultra-retinol moisturizer with natural retinol alternative. 
This is new for them right now. Take advantage of this limited time package upgrade for 70% off. Don't waste time and money getting, getting work done to your face. You can get GenuCell skincare shipped right to your door. Here's a GenuCell.com review from Robert in Blessing, Texas. I purchased GenuCell as a gift from my girlfriend. She saw results so fast. We joined their concierge program immediately. It's honestly the best skincare she's ever used. And I'm impressed with all the GenuCell products. Her skin is noticeably softer and smoother. I can see and feel a difference too. She was already beautiful. And GenuCell's made her more beautiful. Bet you're going to have a good weekend there. Robert, over in Blessing, Texas. GenuCell Secrets, a family recipe for over 20 years. Makes it safe for all skin types. It's, uh, it's perfect for both men and women. Made in small batches. Always cruelty-free. So now check it out. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan and save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package, featuring both the GenuCell Ultra Retinol and GenuCell Firming Serum. Don't wait. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan. GenuCell.com slash Dan. Get a complimentary spa essentials box with every package order plus free upgrade to priority shipping. GenuCell.com slash Dan. G-E-N-U-C-E-L. GenuCell.com slash Dan. Thanks, GenuCell. Okay, so check this out. Lady goes into Target. You would think Target that had that whole thing going on with like men in the women's room in the Target stores. Remember that? Where they just got annihilated. My dad calls it Target. Target. They got destroyed. You would think Target would say, how about this? How about we stay out of the LGBTQIA, BIOPC, 2 plus 1 spirit wars out there? And how about we just sell stuff? Like that sounds like a good idea, right? Or how about just do this? How about just do a unisex band? Whatever. Like how about we just do that? If you're really committed to this. Nope. Nope. Target had to give the double barrel middle finger to all of the middle class customers around America who work for a living and didn't go to college like David Sachs was talking about before. So this lady walks into Target. And what is it Pride Month or something like that? I'm totally unaware of this with that, you know, but apparently there's some kind of celebratory thing at the entrance to these Target stores where it's like, hey, look. And apparently, at least according to this lady, some of the clothing they're selling now is about binding and tucking your, which I had a, I, I was, I, I didn't know that this was, a, I didn't know this was the thing. I learned about it in this video. So here's a, Apparently, your local Target, check this out. Okay, this is the child section. This is literally the kids section. I'm next to a literal onesie that says whatever the hell that means. We have glad you came out, and I'm so happy that you're queer in the kids section. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, but pride and toddler don't belong in the same sentence. So I found an extra small swimsuit in the child section. It says light binding effect on it. And then the bottoms in the kids section, keep in mind, say tuck friendly construction. They're giving it to your kids. If that doesn't give you a reason to boycott Target, I don't know what does, but this is getting out of hand. They're targeting children, whether you like it or not. And it's time that people actually do something about it. Because if they don't, then guess what? That won't just be in Target, it'll be in every store ever. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So apparently uh, Target Target's getting a little worried they're going to get the Bud Light treatment. Bud Light, uh, which is now, what is it, giving away some of their beer? Like, hey, take it. It's going to go bad. It's going to be skunk beer soon. Target's like, you know what? We don't, we don't need this. We don't need this problem. Folks, I'm sorry. As I've said before, our boycott, boycotts are, are economically stupid. Why would we boycott a store for not doing anything wrong on the business side, but doing something wrong on the activism side? The answer is because they decided to get into activism and not act like an actual store. That's why these companies need to be taught a lesson. I'm sorry to have to tell you that. 
You got to get ready for the fight ahead. I know you are. I don't mean to say it in any kind of condescending matter. Please don't take it that way. I have the utmost respect for you. A lot of you have done a lot more than me in this fight. Toughen up, thicken up your skin. Everybody get off the mat. Dust off your elbows, your knees, whatever hit the mat first and get back in this fight. Should never spend another dollar at Target. Target has done this multiple times. They are not worthy of your money. Folks, it became actually an issue with a, let's just say, a close family member of mine who I respectfully asked many times not to shop there. And one day I turned into a little bit of a battle. Don't do it. Here's another Target of your spend your money wisely campaigns, which means not at Target. L.A. Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, baseball, pretty middle class crowd, right? Yeah. The foo-foo people go to polo games. A lot of them like golf, the tennis. Nothing wrong with that. I like tennis too. I'm not a high end. I used to work there when I was a kid. That's why I can't play tennis to save my life. But I remember Jimmy Connors, McEnroe screaming at each other. It's pretty cool back in the day. But baseball is a pretty middle class sport. Drink bad, skunky beer there. You throw it on people when you get. Oh, sure. maybe that was just. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it was just. You don't throw it up. Don't throw it up. That's a bad idea. Well, you know, the home run gets hit. Oh, sh- I'm not going to say we didn't do that on purpose. We were bad kids. I'm sorry. We were terrible kids. What nobody don't do that. That's really bad. Kids, do not do that. Okay. Especially when you're in the upper deck and they hit a home run, you spill beat. Don't do that. Okay. So it's a middle class crowd. The LA Dodgers, they decided to invite uh this this anti-Catholic group that pre- pretend to be Jesus and 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 nuns, and I don't mean it in a laudatory way, I mean like in a heretic a heretic way, like like heresy. Like they do, like a, a a handsome Jesus costume. Uh, no, 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 no. We're not. We're not. We're not doing that. We're not. We're not doing that. It's an anti-Catholic group. The Dodgers invited them. Then they uninvited them when there was a backlash, and now they invited them back with an apology. Okay, fine. That's okay. You can do your thing. You are a private enterprise. I'm sure you've taken public money multiple times, but whatever. Spend your money wisely. Just not there. All right, moving on to the next. Kind of want to get, I got to get through a lot of stuff, including uh, Democrats inciting violence again. Uh, one of the members of the squad, the leader of the squad, uh, the queen of the squad, AOC, also one of the dumbest members of Congress, maybe the dumbest, maybe the dumbest. Uh, AOC, I love when AOC tries to chime in with actual smart people like Ted Cruz. Listen, I like Ted Cruz a lot, like a lot, a lot. I'm telling you, Ted Cruz is ridiculously smart. I mean, like the only other guy in the Senate I would put on his level smarts wise is Mike Lee and maybe Rand Paul too. They, these guys know that you like them or hate them. They know their stuff. You're not getting anything past any one of these guys at all. It, not to mention, fellas, Ted Cruz was one of the best debaters at Harvard, which again is a liberal institution. Imagine him being a conservative debating people every day at, 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 uh, at Harvard. That's how smart Ted Cruz is, right? So AOC, so you got Ted Cruz, right? He's the tip of the spear, probably one of the smartest guys, if not the smartest in the House and Senate, right? Then you've got the dumbest, AOC. There's no, I mean, there's no in between. You're talking about like the difference between Babe Ruth and Ruth Babe on the baseball field. Who's Ruth Babe? I know, just some dude who sucks and is not Babe Ruth, okay? That's the chasm we're talking about. So AOC <laughs> decides to get into it with Ted Cruz about the history of the Democrat Party. Now, folks, yes, modern uh, we are not responsible for reparations because you did not own slaves, thankfully. 
and no one alive was a slave. I am not a hypocrite, so I don't do the same thing to Democrats. Yes, because the Democrats were the party of the KKK and the Jim Crow South does not mean a modern Democrat today. They may be racist, but it doesn't mean they should be tarred with that. However, so you don't jump on me in the chat room. You know, I love you in there. However, that does not change history. It is a fact that the Democrats were the party of the Ku Klux Klan and were the institutional racist. That's a fact. So AOC apparently doesn't like this fact. So Ted Cruz is talking about the shameful history of the Democrat Party, which is shameful. And how our party, the Republicans, were the ones who voted for the Civil Rights Act in much higher percentages than the racist Democrats. That's just correct. So AOC, the idiot, chimes in. Why don't you go ahead and tell people what happened to the parties after that, Ted? Okay, I'll tell you. Well, what did happen? Well, as the South left behind a legacy of Jim Crow and slavery, it became more what? Hold on, guys, let's think about this. As it became more tolerant and diverse. Uh, did it? Oh, Justin's like, yes, that's right. They became more Republican. That's so weird. It's almost like this dipshit doesn't know what she's talking about ever. ever. It's all so weird. Why don't you go ahead and tell people what happened to the parties after that? Yes, as the, as the South grew more tolerant, and left behind racism, they grew more Republican. That, that, that's, that's what happened. That's what, oh, you didn't know that? You could have just looked that up in like your favorite left-wing site like Wikipedia and went back and went, election results, past 50 years. But you didn't. But you didn't. Because you're really stupid. <laughs> what would we do without this nonsense? Here's our buddy, by the way. Congresswoman Jayapal, who uh, is, again, they're at it again inciting violence. So the Republicans want to do this, Joe, this crazy thing with the debt. This is, this is totally nuts. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about radical? This is radical. They should be all shamed out of Congress. So here's the deal, Joe. If you are an able-bodied working person, you know, you've got, the, you've got arms, you've got legs, you've got an ass, yeah. you've got quadriceps, right? You know, you've got a pectorals and you can move and you can work. This is, Joe's like, this is, Joe's pissed already. He yeah. can't believe they did this. What the, <laughs> They're saying- this is crazy, but if you can work and we're going to give you government benefits, you should work. What Freaking crazy, bro. That's what? shameful. Oh. Joe has a lot of contacts. He's on the phone right now like, you bastard. Yes. That is unreal. I don't want to You're going to make people work for stuff? That is so freaking crazy. So Jayapal, who is almost as dumb as AOC, but that's hard. Almost. No one's as dumb. Jayapal's like, they're going to make people work for benefits? Here she goes inciting violence. Oh, man, that's good. We're going right to the streets for that. Here, listen to yourself. I think there would be a huge backlash from our entire uh, House Democratic, you know, caucus, certainly the progressives, but also in the streets. You know, I mean, I think that this is it's important that we don't take steps back from the very strong agenda that the president himself shepherded and led over the last two years. So what they want violence in the streets because people are going to have to work for benefits. Keep in mind. What the Republicans are proposing isn't making, you know, people who have some kind of physical disability, even, you know, single moms who have to take care of or caretakers for people. They're talking about capable, lazy people who don't want to work. They, they want to take to the streets over there. This is the Democrat Party we're dealing with right now. 
Here's another part. This is the last thing I got, and then I got to bolt because we got to go to the radio later. But sh- you know, that's my favorite thing to do, man. I love this podcast so much. Thank you all for being here, especially the live chat. The live chat's like so, as you can see, there's a different energy to the show lately. I love Chip Roy. I love Chip Roy. We differ on a few things, political candidates, but I love the guy. Chip Roy is a congressman from Texas. He's an amazing guy. This is how crazy they are. He gets this leftist up there who is a big pro-abortion person. And apparently she got caught on tape saying some disgusting things about crushing kids' skulls and late-term abortion. And watch. He's like, it is you on the tape. This is crazy how the left, we're proud of our stuff. I'll repeat everything I told you 10 times over. When you confront the left with their own words, they run away from their own words. That's how embarrassing they are. This has got to be the clip of the week. Check this out. You serve as the chief legal and strategy officer at the National Abortion Federation, correct? Yes. In this role, have you ever spoken with anyone in the Biden Department of Justice or Biden administration specifically about FACE Act enforcement or abortion? I have not. Okay, so you as the chief legal and strategy officer for the National Abortion Federation, you have had no contact with President Biden's abortion task force. I, I, let me be accurate. I believe I, I may have had contact. I don't think so, but I may have. But on the issue of face enforcement, no, I have not. Okay. In 2015, the Center for Medical Progress released a video in which you stated, quote, I'm like, oh, my God, I get it. When the skull is broken, that's really sharp. I get it. I understand why people are talking about getting that skull out, that culvarium. Culvarium being an incomplete skull. When abortion has crushed the skulls of babies to kill them, what physical risks are there for the baby? So, Congressman, thank you for the question. It allows me to clarify that the media products you're referring to stoked a massive uptick in violence. Those heavily edited, misleadingly edited media products caused three murders and nine woundings in Colorado Springs in 2015. The the question was about the baby and the skull crushing that is, I think, a direct quote attributed to you. Well, the folks who distributed those media products may have attributed something to me. I can't speak to. So true or false. Did you say that? I'm like, oh, my God, I get it. When the skull is broken, that's really sharp. Did you say that? It's impossible to know, Congressman. It's impossible to know. Holy shit. It's impossible to know. She doesn't even know what she said. I assure you, if you ever talked about crushing a kid's skull that was really sharp in the birth canal, you'd kind of remember that, right? Notice how liberals run away from their words while we embrace ours. Because we believe in something that isn't death, destruction, or evil, and we're proud of it. And they're not. They're embarrassed and humiliated. They know what they really are. Always euphemisms. Folks, thanks again for tuning in, man. Great show today. A lot of energy. Live chat was just crazy. Love you all coming into the live chat. If you want to join us on the live chat, rumble.com slash Bongino. Every day, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Just sign up for an account on Rumble. It is, of course, free. Follow us while you're there. And also, if you would, follow us on Apple and Spotify. We got to uh, do a little better on Spotify. I need your help, though. If you could help us out on Spotify and subscribe there. It's free. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. It helps other people find us. I will see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.